been a while. I'm just really lucky we have a very active concert scene out here. But it seems like it. Yeah. I feel like you're going to concerts every week. You're not, I mean, but <laughs> during normal times, yes. Like, you know, 2019, I in 2019, I went to 12 shows in October. In October only. In October. Whoa. <laughs> it was like 3 or 4 a weekend. But, you know, speaking of happy to be here, this is episode 28 <laughs> of the Halcyon Frequency podcast, uh, airing for the tw 31st of July, almost the 21st, 31st of July, 2022. My name is Blind, and I'm hosting this episode, and I'm joined once again this week by Jess. How are you? I'm doing all right. I went to the dentist, but then I didn't because I got sent home. I visited the dentist. <laughs> You just said hi, and then you left again. Yeah, pretty much. I got sent home because I had COVID too recently. That's fair. During the first year of the pandemic, I got sent home from the eye doctor because my temperature was abnormally high because I was sitting in a car during a heat wave on the way to the eye doctor. <laughs> but uh, Kiri is also here. How are you? Yay! I'm back again. Hello. Surviving. Returning Surviving, from yeah, the land I... of the conventions. I have COVID right now. Oh, well, actually, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm still in quarantine because Austria still does the quarantine thing. Um, I'm I'm fine. So I had mil mild symptoms, and it was basically like a cold. I still have that cold though, so it's not it's still not gone completely. Um, I'm all right. Just kind it of like lingers. a cruddy head cold. Yeah. Well, I thankfully, it was mild. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. It was for me as well. We're lucky. Yeah, but now we're sleepy all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just just before, because Jess said if we could have this recording a bit later because of the dentist appointment. So, so I took a nap and it was perfect. I was so tired from today and I took like one and a half hour nap. It's great. And then the yeah. appointment didn't happen. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because I, I was already awake. Like, I think a couple minutes after you posted, hey, I'll, I'll be home anyway. Uh, I woke up already, so it was perfect. Yay. That timing. You asking to record a little bit later, Jess, just maybe hit snooze on my alarm a couple extra times. <laughs> so uh, I just kind of had a good. I felt bad. Mind. Like, hey, I forgot I have a dentist appointment. Hey, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Only this happens. Is, this is the worst scheduling. It was like an hour <laughs> delay, which it's not like it was like a three-hour delay or something. That's true. So. That's true. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> that, that, that kind of delay is not a major, I think, impact on our ability to record a podcast. Unless somebody's exactly. got like something specific happening in a very tight time window, which doesn't generally happen. It happens sometimes, but not generally. So You're just keeping us on our toes. Pretty much. Yeah. Making sure we're checking the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of checking the Discord, we got a, a room on uh, the community Discord that's uh, going real fast right now. Um, the Game Jam has started, and it's been kind of an interesting uh, experience thus far. I, I think say. it's so cool, because I've never been part of one, and I'm not actually, like, I'm not coding anything, so I'm not a participant. But since I'm part of the team who's who's hosting it, it's just really nice to see so many people be excited about it. 
And now talking about what they've already done, and then somebody posted a video of like a a block moving, and it's it's just really cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I I love game jams. One of my favorite like pastimes, just as a hobby, is to like follow. A look look for big game jams that are coming up and then follow the hashtags. Like I, I really like, you know, spotting a neat looking game jam on itch and then just chucking the 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 hashtag into tweet deck and just watching all the stuff pop up. Mm-hmm. And it, it's always neat seeing people's work in progress like shorts over like the week or the the three days or the forty eight hours or whatever. Um, and then like seeing the finished product by the end. And what's even cooler is often after these are done, the ones that do really well or get very completed often keep going for another week or two and then they'll release it as a paid thing often. So it's it's kind of neat just seeing like these little short events kind of facilitate the creation of neat pieces of art. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I have an interesting perspective on it because Solentre is taking part and <laughs> he's for a really long time wanted to develop games and only finally started becoming serious about it. And now he's doing it and he's like, Jess, I'm leaving you for the weekend. <laughs> I'm going to be coding all weekend. <laughs> That's really <Have> cool. Fun. <laughs> I mean... There's definitely worse ways you could spend a weekend. Like, yeah. <laughs> you get what am I going to do? No, he's not Play telling me. Oh, is he not? He's, he's no, not, not telling me. Yeah, mm. so he, he partnered up with somebody in my community, and the two of them were working together, and I'm not allowed to know. He kicked me out of the office yesterday so he could have a voice call. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am serious. intrigued. <laughs> Just from the point of view of like kind of the, I, I guess the the person who pushed for this to happen and kind of you know I did the write up and made the page and whatnot and communicated with Fog to get the art together. It's really neat because like that's the first time I've heard about like you know people like planning stuff the night before. Hmm. Yeah, they they got together last night and I don't know what they talked about. I'm excited to see what they come up with. Yeah. No Absolutely. kidding. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's gotta add like an element of mystery to it. Jeez. Yeah, the 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 thing that's gonna be interesting though is like you know we got twenty we got twenty nine participants right now, right? And let's just say like one in or two in three out of three of those ship a game, and we get twenty games by the end of that. That's gonna be a lot for us to kind of power through. But I don't think it'll take too long. I think it'll be okay. That's true, but yeah. We've done demo Should... days before where we do what, exactly. like 30 games in a day. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. No, that's totally right. So I can't wait. To yeah, yeah, I want to see what people do. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll probably do something either next week or the week after. And uh, the, this will definitely be kind of an ongoing subject on the podcast, probably for a couple of weeks. I'm going to see if we can get together uh, maybe some people who took part. Like I know for a fact that uh, one of my old moderators, uh, Lewis, is making a game um, because he participates in a lot of Ludum Dares. Maybe I could pester him. I used to host a podcast with him a couple of years ago. Maybe I could pester him, see if we can get somebody on who took part and talk to them. Yeah, share the experience. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd be curious I, to know what, what this is like from the other perspective, you know? Exactly, yes. I'm all for it. Instead yeah, of just the perspective of the organizers. I'm guilty. I'm actively reading what's happening in the Discord channel. 
<laughs> I, I, I was glancing at it because I know somebody just joined who just joined the jam like right before we started talking and is now talking in that channel. So yeah, I'm I'm only half listening and reading the text, and so I need to not do that right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's difficult while it's recording a podcast, but yeah, no, I, I think it's cool. It's it's exciting and uh, looking forward to seeing the conclusion. And I would like to just point out that we have Pi followers on uh, our Twitter account, on the team Twitter account. Someone needs to go tweet a picture of Pi. Um, <laughs> three one four. But uh, yeah, that's the Halcyon Frequency Summer Game Jam. By the time the next episode of this podcast comes out, it'll be over. It's got two days left as of the time of recording. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, there will be like a day left. So um, get your submissions in and go make something cool. I think that that kind of uh, wraps up the kind of intro for this podcast, unless there's anything else we want to cover before we dive into games. No. No? We good? All right. Well... Join the game jam if you haven't. Use the hashtag uh, hash, uh, Halcyon Jam. And uh, it's not, our, we don't come in strawberry. So. Um, what about blueberry? Hmm, maybe blackberry. Mixed I berry. Could, I, could, I, I could actually make a blackberry jam. There's enough blackberries growing in the alley near me. Put a Halcyon on it. Anyway, um, uh, tweet, tweet about it on Twitter at ha hashtag Halcyon Jam. And uh, when we come back from this short break, we're going to talk about the games that we've been playing this week. Back after this. I merch play stuff. Watch my shit on Twitch. Yeah. And we're back. So this is still the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. We're talking about the games that we've been playing this week, or over the last two weeks, three weeks in some cases. Um, and uh, I just wanted to kind of start this little segment off by saying, I'm still playing Cheese Runner. I have uh, 10 hours in Cheese Runner now, almost. And it's becoming... Not a problem. I mean, me, me, me and my whole community are like actively playing it. And every single time I stream it, it gets a new like highest ever player count, which is like four or five. Um, it's it's a very small game. You know, it's only a couple dollars, but um, grinding through those achievements slowly, which are turning out are quite hard to get. I've got half of them now. Some of them like nobody in the who owns the game has them yet because one of them is like get 30 million in score and the highest person on the leaderboard is 29 million um but you know number nine in the world with my best score as of yesterday pretty happy about that there is one two three four members of my community on the uh top 15 on the global leaderboards so uh if you want to play a cyberpunk ascii synthwave uh drug running game about the underground cheese black market, a uh, cheese runner on Steam now. It's three bucks. But you said it's a drug runner. So are you considering cheese a drug? Um, in this world, cheese is a drug. Or it's a black market underground. So when I, when I say it's a drug runner, it's it's very similar to Drug Wars or Mafia Wars. Drug Wars was like a game that was like on calculators in the 80s and 90s. And Mafia Wars was on Facebook. It's basically just like buy, uh, go to part of town, and there's like a bunch of different zones that you can just click on. Uh, go to part of town, buy a thing at a low price, go to other part of town, sell it at a high price, and there are random events where things get worth more, and the prices are all random. So it's it's literally just gambling, but like I, under the guise of a little management game, and it's a lot of fun. There's some very light combat in it and some inventory management, and you have to pay off loans. You have 30 turns or 30 moves before the end of the game. So it's, I don't know, it's fun. Is this I all you playing then. this last night? 
Is it stressful? Yeah, because um, you said you have a turn limit. No. I mean, like the, the, the rounds are so short. Like once you like the first few rounds I played took about ten minutes, but I can I can play around in two minutes. Like it's it's real quick. Because oh, like right. I, I know what all the events are now because I've been playing it enough. So I can like literally just sit down and power through a round in like a minute. And the soundtrack is a, a bop. <laughs> like the, the, the worst case is like you die, which goes under your kill to death ratio, but it doesn't really matter because like you just restart. Um I don't know. I may, I could. I guess I could see it being frustrating. Like if you just keep getting poor dice rolls when you move to different zones and can't sell the stuff that you have in your inventory, that could be a little frustrating. But like, I don't know. I, I the rounds are so short for me that it, it like doesn't even phase me if I have a bad round. Yeah. I'm just trying to beat that score. I just want to beat the dev. I want to beat that twenty nine million. <laughs> it makes me happy that you're hunting for achievements. I, it's not. It's not even that I'm hunting for achievements. It's more just hey, I'm trying to move up the leaderboard. But the achievements are coincidental, and a lot of them are like have ha, have like there, there was one which was like miss a shot with your drone on a cop because you can buy these drones which take out the police robots. Uh, miss a shot five hundred times. Yeah, stuff like that, and like I just got that. So there, there's a lot of those kind of like progression based ones that I'm just right. Slowly they just getting. happen when you play. I don't even think that the game would count towards your overall game score, though, because it only has seven reviews. Like, nobody plays this thing. Oh. Like, we we did the math because, like, the dev is the only person with one of the achievements because based on the requirement, they're the only person on the leaderboard that could have it. 1.9% of the player base has that achievement. So if the dev is 1.9% of the player base, oh. like, less than 100 people have bought it. So <laughs> um, it's it's not... Not a very. It, we're we're playing more just to take over the leaderboard than anything, because. <laughs> well, how close are you to taking it over? What's your high we've score? Got, we've got four of fifteen slots on the top fifteen leaderboard. Awesome. So we're we're trying to get ten of fifteen. But Good luck. My high score is nine million, and I'm number nine. So I was number eight for a bit, and then somebody I don't know passed me. So. Shucks. Shucks. <laughs> Jess, do you want to pick a game from your list and talk about it? Hmm. Which no. game that has is closely related to cheese? None of them. <laughs> <laughs> None of these games are closely related. Um, well, sure, I'll talk about Tavern Master because I've talked about that somewhat. It hasn't been recent at all, has it? It's been a while, but you have talked about it a couple times. Yeah, I picked it up this week because I had nothing to play, and it's had two big updates, update 1.2 and update 1.3. 1.2 brought Tavern Games, which I haven't gotten into yet, but 1.3 has some little adjustments, like new lighting and a third-person mode. You can walk around in your tavern now which is pretty cool, but overall, it's still Tavern Master. It's still very cozy. I don't know why it's a such a nice game, but th th actually there have been a lot of changes to the game, which I love, like so many things I complained about have been addressed. And I don't know if it's coincidental or just because That's I complained so like so Take heavily. Credit. <laughs> yeah. You are so supporter of, of these <laughs> issues and take all of the credit. You should always take all of the credit. I, I'll take all the credit. 
anything major that that stands out to you as a change that's been made that you want to be happy about? You know, you can you can um, invert the bar now or flip the bar. There, so you can have multiple bars, and it's a it's a pretty big piece of furniture. And before you couldn't flip them; like they could only go one way when rotated. But now you can make, like mirror them to each other, and it's just like. In my brain, like requiring symmetry, it's so much nicer. Um, so are they like an L so shape simple. kind of thing? What, what was that? <laughs> uh, Kiri, you go. Sorry. I, I was just saying, it sounds so simple. Like that is such a simple improvement, but <laughs> very nice. It's so satisfying right? when you want it the other way around. Yeah, there have been a I lot like of like little satisfying improvements. Like, when I first started playing, you could only highlight one piece of furniture and move it at a time. And it's kind of a meme now that I have to rearrange my tavern like every night. So I used to spend so much time like one piece of furniture at a time, but now you can highlight them all and move them. It's <laughs> it's so simple, but like, oh, I love it. <laughs> Stupid game. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 there's nothing, there's no better feeling than like, you know, loving, but kind of, I, I would say hate playing, but like loving to hate on a game where you're just like playing it, but complaining about a billion different things, but at the same time, enjoying it way too much. And then like, you don't play it for three months and then you come back and then half of those things have been fixed and you're like, yes, <laughs> it's like yeah. the best feeling ever. Yeah, but that's, usually that's you what happened. Playing that much because you like it so much, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you want it to be better and succeed. Absolutely. Um, also, I've just been informed that a childhood classic of my of mine just released on Steam, so I'm buying this. Uh, a what game is called Re a game called Revolt. It's kind of like imagine Mario Kart, but with remote controlled cars in someone's backyard. It's, <laughs> okay. It's like an old like late '90s, early 2000, and this thing was like the best thing ever when I was a small child. Very happy. Anyway, I just bought that. <laughs> I need I need to derail. So you, <laughs> you found a an, an emote throwing button in Discord. Is that what just happened? We found a button. Yes. So I I look I look at the Discord and suddenly Jess's emote just jumps up here. It's like a confetti explosion. I'm like, well, what is this? I've never seen this before. And apparently Discord has a button now where you can make emote celebrations. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Really I, see, I see this. Well, here, have a bunch of crypt pogs. That's awesome. <laughs> That's. <laughs> anyway. Right. Um, yeah. So, so your game. You're gonna play that immediately <laughs> after we're done here, huh? I, yeah. No, I'm. I'm going to launch this as soon as the this this recording ends and play Revolt because Revolt is great. But uh, sorry to completely derail. Um, well, I think we did that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah we, we did. We did, in fact, do that. Uh, let, let's let's get off of these rails and onto the breach because I played into the breach and so did Kiri. Um, yeah. Was this your first time ever playing into the breach? Like, did you play the it back when it launched? Or I, no, no, do both of that. So I played it for the first time this year in March, actually. So super late to the party, and I played I don't know one or two streams. So I had six hours gameplay, and it was really fun. I just I don't know, didn't want to stream it more and didn't want to get it played more. But then people kept telling me that, hey, there is a new update out. I think it's called the Advanced Edition update, where lots of new content, new pilots, new 
starting squads, enemies, mission, ev everything. And I had the same issue as Jess. There is really nothing to play right now. I don't know. We're waiting for new games that are interesting. So I thought, hey, I'll play Into the Breach again. And it's it's really funny because th there is lots of new content. I don't know it's new because I'm just new to the game still. Mm, but yep. chat kept telling me what is new. And it was, it was really good. And I actually beat it. I was playing on easy, but then had all the advanced stuff enabled. Because it said... Only enable that if you're familiar with a cool game. I am not, so I thought easy, and then just let's add all the advanced stuff and actually beat it. It was really fun. Yeah, I I really 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 like Into the Breach. I played it back when it came out back in February of I think I played it on on release day, February 2018. Um, subset games are fantastic in that they'll put out a game, and they did this with FTL too, their other game. <clears throat> they released it. It was great. People loved it. And then about two to three years later, they released the advanced edition, which just like doubled the amount of content and they released it for free. And it's the same kind of thing where you can like select if you want the advanced stuff on or, or not. Mm -hmm. And That's it's so really good. neat to see that they've done that a second time, keeping it, you know, free, right? Because it's subset games is two people and a musician, right? So it's a very small team. Um, and those games I do extremely well. Um, wow. Yeah, I've I've met both halves of them actually at, at PAX. I've seen a couple panels with them. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they're very, very, very um, small on the development side of things. I'm actually really surprised that they returned to Into the Breach like this and put out an update to it because um, one of the, I can't remember which one of them, but one of them said um, that they never wanted to think about uh, a chessboard ever again <laughs> after they <laughs> released Into the Breach. They're like, I've been yeah. staring at this 10 by 10 grid for the last two and a half years and I don't ever <laughs> want to look at one again. Um, so I'm, I'm, I guess they must have taken like a year off or something and then come back. Yeah, to it, but, probably. But yeah, no, I, I, as far as like the new content goes, it's into the beat breach to me re remains one of the hardest games to stream ever. Like there's something about that game that is like, like my, my chat is one of those chats where they don't want to backseat and they hate that they don't want to backseat. So everybody just kind of tunes out. It's, it's really, really, really difficult to. Mm -hmm. stream that game for me like almost impossible but the advanced edition stuff is really neat i i beat it three times on easy um and almost beat it on medium um into the breach still has this one problem for me where like easy is maybe a little bit too easy and medium is a little bit too hard <laughs> so there and there's no real like i wish there was like a difficulty between like easy and medium um yeah but like the difference between easy and medium is they add one more enemy on the board for every screen. So it's not like they really could rebalance that much. Um, but yeah, it's it remains a very difficult, interesting puzzle. And I really, really, really like Into the Breach and the new stuff is cool. Yeah, I agree. I'll I'll try add it a couple day. of Yeah, you should. <laughs> I had a couple of fights where I thought, oh, this is so easy. But then I had a really good team and upgraded my mechs and stuff. But then Occasionally, I would just break my brain over something, and it'd be so bad because I w I want to do it well and not take any damage, not take any building damage, and then I just sit there and go, okay, I can move this here, use this attack, but then that will happen, and I plan out that perfect move just to realize I forgot something. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's annoying. 
I, I really like when you have what looks like a really easy move and then you line up all your units and you're like, yes, perfect, this is easy. And then you f- act, act, like finish everything and you've made every move and then there's like one bug in the top corner that's still like about to attack a building. And you're like, that? Oh. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Reset. <laughs> Thank you for the reset button. Um, but it's, it's so enjoyable. I really like it. Yeah, in, Into the Breach is really cool. FTL is also really cool, but I just, I don't know. I wish that game was easier to stream. <laughs> yeah. I do uh, really enjoy it. I, I will be playing, prob- I, I will probably do exactly what I did with Into the Breach when it released, which is I'm not going to stream it again, but I'm going to play it off stream a bunch because mm-hmm. that's what I did with it when it initially released. I played like two days of it on stream and then like a month of it off stream and unlocked most things and then lost my save file so i have to do that all again no but, yeah i got that a new computer sucks. in between but yeah no it remains to be a fantastic game um jess do you want to take one hmm. <laughs> i realized as you're talking that i've played more than i realized i see you're typing but that's fine <laughs> I added some stuff just in just in case, right? Um, so I recently tried Dingum, which mm-hmm. is that Australian Animal Crossing game that has kind of I don't want to say like taken the internet by storm. <laughs> it's the arch play for... stuff role play simulator. Yeah, it it was all over the place for a few days and everyone I talked to said they really enjoyed it but I'm that person who played Animal Crossing and really wanted to like it but there was so many things about it that just really bothered me so I held off and I held off and I held off and then finally I caved I bought it and it's really nice (laughs) oh I'm, I'm pleased to say it's really nice it's relaxed and you can just play at your own pace and you can be successful playing however you want. Like there, You have to make money, right? And build up your village, which I haven't gotten very far doing, but it seems like you can just kind of do what you want. Like if you want to catch bugs, cool. If you want to fish, cool. Like it all, it all works out. You can support your little economy on that. After that intro, I thought you, you were going to say <laughs> that you also don't like it. No, yeah, that's I, what I was expecting. <laughs> so, like, my biggest problem with Animal Crossing is when you talk to somebody or you have to do anything, it's like, pause, menu, 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 dig through inventory, menu. Okay, good, you're done. And it's like, ah, uh, but no, this one doesn't really have that <laughs> issue. Especially with mouse and keyboard, you can just fly through it and you can set the text to move faster. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so it's just a little bit more fast-paced, I'd say. At the same time, more relaxed. How much of a job does this game feel like? Because I gotta be honest, um, my, my, my turnoff with a lot of these games is they very quickly end up just feeling like a job and not the kind of job that I want to be taking part in frequently. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't gotten I haven't gotten so far yet, but from other people that I've heard talk about it, they say that it's kind of just like swallowed them up. 
<laughs> and they've just fallen into it and have put so many hours in, so I imagine it becomes a job. Hmm. I haven't played it again because I'm afraid of being like, I gotta, gotta keep playing. It is... But I want to keep playing it. How much Animal Crossing is this versus Stardew Valley? Is this something that, like, you return every day and things change, and if you don't return enough times in a week, your house fills up with cockroaches? Or is this no. more of a Stardew Valley? No. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, Animal Crossing meets Stardew Valley meets Minecraft, I guess. People keep comparing it to Minecraft, but I, I don't know okay. about that. Okay. It, as far as I'm aware, there doesn't really seem to be any sort of tie to time besides like if you are building a building you have to go to sleep and wake up to advance that but it doesn't seem to have any mechanics as far it might not be far enough maybe there is something but it doesn't seem to have anything tied to um advancing like irl time like animal crossing does okay yeah that's good because that stuff always really, 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 really bothered me in Animal Crossing. Me too. And Tom, Tom Nook is a crook. <laughs> <laughs> that, what is he? He's a panda bear? What is Tom Nook? He's running a company town. Isn't it like a raccoon kind of thing? Oh, he's a raccoon. Yeah. He, I always thought he was a red raccoon. Yeah. He's crooked. There, there's, you know, the equivalent of Tom Nook in this, but... She she seems a lot more down to earth. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the veil will come up, and she's actually evil. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sad I can't play it because because that sounds like a game that would very enjoy very much enjoy, but the camera and you can't really change it. Like I would need to zoom out way more and and kind of change the camera angle and. Yeah. It's weird because it looks like the sort of game where you would be able to lock the camera. Yeah, I asked of G because if G was streaming it lots, and I asked her to go through the settings for me, but no. Hmm. Hmm. Odd. Yeah. It might be worth reaching out to the developer. I know it's um pretty sure it's a single, single person dev team, and it just came out in early access, so maybe. If they could have perspective locks, that would probably fix problems, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah, chances like are good that they, they're going to add some accessibility options if it's only mm -hmm. early access now. Yeah, and for an early access game, it feels really good. Awesome. It doesn't look like an early access game, I'll say that. Looks more finished than some finished games. Looks more finished mm -hmm. than, like, Rune Factory. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it it's nice to see that like i i love that in the past i don't know four years five years maybe six years even like farming sims like that have just become a genre unto themselves like these little town builders that aren't quite yeah. town builders it's neat it's neat when new genres become popular and stick around that aren't just like so you have a gun and you're on top of a building this time and then you fall off the building which is like, you know, most battle royale games. True. Oh, that's what that's what you were comparing this to. <laughs> my it's, my it's, first it's, thought was Grand Theft Auto Three. <laughs> is that the last game with a gun in it that you played? N no, but it, 
it was the one that I have the most experience having a gun on the top of a building with. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 so many games are just like, you have a gun, but you do this with it. And it, it's nice to, I don't know, have a shovel, a pickaxe. It's much more dwarfy. Yeah. Um, which I'm not going to talk about. But I, I am going to take over this for a second and uh, talk about Urbex City Builder because I played a good hefty chunk of Urbex City Builder. I probably played about as much of Urbex as Jess had on the last episode. Like, I played about six hours. Um, that game is neat. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say you didn't like it because when I <laughs> when I came to your channel, you were <laughs> you didn't seem like you were liking it. <laughs> I was very annoyed with a lot of things to, with it when you tuned in. So um, my biggest complaint, well, I, have, I, have, I, I do have complaints. I have a, quite a few complaints about this game. This is one of those games where, like, you know how I just said it does, like, Dinkum doesn't look like an early access game? This feels like an early access game. Like, this feels like it's missing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of very default Unity menus in there. Um, there's a couple menus, actually, that have, like, scroll bars that if you scroll with the mouse wheel, that you can just infinitely scroll. <laughs> and like the, the 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 UI will just keep going, and you'll have to scroll all the way back to bring it back. Um, so stuff like that. You, you keep scrolling, but there's nothing there. Yes. Oh. But like, it's not like you keep scrolling, but there's nothing there, and you just like scroll back, and the menu comes back down. Like you can just keep scrolling. Like let's just say you, you scroll down for like a minute. You'll have to scroll up for a minute to get back to the menu. Oh no. So stuff. There's some. There's some weird quirks in this game. One of the bigger quirks is something that because like this game's a city builder, right? It's it's a, a very goal oriented, stats oriented city builder, and in that way, it's actually very good. I think that the 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 way the um, building layouts to to um, feed buildings to other buildings to and have everything within proximity to build up stuff is really cool. I think that that is very satisfying. I, there's definitely a good game loop there. I don't quite have all of the formulas wrapped down in my head, um, but it's sorely lacking in things like overlays to make it very clear what is where and where each building is. Like I want a, oh, an overlay yeah. for every single building type. Cause like SimCity 3000 had this where like they, in this game they have like their strategical menu where like it removes all the graphics and replaces every building type with a color, but that doesn't quite do it because there's no color key. So I don't know what anything is. So what I could see that being very helpful. I, there, there's there's a lot of features that like SimCity 3000 and 2000 had, and these are games from like 2001 that this game doesn't have that this game sorely needs. It it doesn't display its information very coherently. It's like if I if I build, let's just because like you you can build farm fields, right? And then you can build farm huts along the back of the farm fields that every that only need to be touching two farm fields in order to be built, and they increase the production of the field, right? And they're basically just like worker houses for people who work on the fields. And I want, when I, when I click on that building type, I want it to open up the radius for every other farm hut. And when I open a farm house, which is different, and they can only, ha they can't have another farmhouse within a certain radius, I want it to pop up the radius for all of those other farm huts on the screen so that I know exactly where that they where they are instead of having to be like, I think that's one because it looks almost identical to the other farmhouse. So let's, uh, until it turns green, done, place it there. I want to know where all those radiuses are. And it doesn't do that, and that bothers me. The other thing that really bothers me about this game is all of the music is from a... Um, uh, uh, no copyright sounds music pack that you can that I bought on Humble like three years ago. Um, oh. So I I know all the music very well, and that was a bummer. Real quick, um, it's sort of like 
like um, uh, Citizens Farlands had all of the music in that game is purchased off of the Unity store. Um, and but like, we that's do not... not talk about the music of Citizens Farlands. <laughs> okay, not noted. with me on the podcast. Like, music is important in video games, and it, it sucks when you sit down and go, "Oh, I've heard all of this before." And I think this is mostly like a content creator problem, right? Because we we play a lot of games. We probably play way more games than most people. Most people aren't even going to notice this as an issue because the music's fine, but it drives me nuts when I run into that. And it's a kind of a deal breaker. So once I turned off the music and put on SimCity music, the quality of the game improved dramatically uh, <laughs> because I could just like, yeah, city build, let's go. And it's funny because like I was watching Bellinaire the other day and he did the exact same thing. So uh, Urbex City Builder, I needs a lot of quality of life stuff but the core of that game is really, really cool. And it, it I really was kind like of, it. yeah, it was kind of a frustration play for me because it's like, man, this is really good, but I see so many problems <laughs> here. Um, it's mm -hmm. very, the, the team's from Chile, the people who made it, and it's a very small team. And I, it seems to have done all right. So I, I, I know that they've posted a roadmap and stuff. And I'm, I think that's one that I would wait for a couple of updates and then go back to because it really needs that kind of quality of life um, to make it feel like a pleasant game to play. Otherwise, it's a really cool game with some annoyances. Is that version one? Yes. Was that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a full release. It's one of those weird, like, almost game mill publishers um, that, hold on, if I look at it. Yeah, it's Rock Game SA, which I think are affiliated with Playway SA. Um they they're like they've got they they put out cowboy Lo cowboy life prologue recently um but yeah they they're they're one of those kind of strange publishers that just pumps out a lot of odd things i would say mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean there, there's a there's a prologue for it which has been around for a while and is still out and playable so if you want to try it go play the pro prologue um, see if the annoyances are fine. Oh, and on the topic of motion sickness and feeling ill, um, Urbeck has uh, like this nice isometric camera by default, right? It's like, you know, it looks like SimCity, right? You can rotate yeah. the camera. It looks nice. There is a option that it makes you go into, which is a, a free camera mode where you can rotate the camera wherever. I don't know what the hell they did to the FOV on that, but holy crap, that's Vomit City. <laughs> like you just push that button. It's like, whoosh, it like warps the camera in a weird way. It's not pleasant. It also has a first person camera mode, which is maybe worse. So um, just leave it locked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I, I played oh. the demo a while back during a Steam Next Fest. And I enjoyed that. I really like it. Now I want to play it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna play more of it this week. Like, it's it's a cool game. Like, I it's definitely the sort of thing where I think every time I play it, I will start a new city because like, I filled up a large map in like three hours. Like, it's it's a pretty quick city builder. Feels like old school SimCity, and that's really cool. It's been a long time since I played a city builder that feels like old school SimCity. That's good. Especially when you put on the SimCity music. I mean that certainly helps, right? I don't yeah. I don't mind the music so much. I guess I just You didn't buy the music pack that includes chill city no, music. I didn't. <laughs> I feel like I need to explain my comment about the music in Citizens Far Lands. I, so, I was I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, so it, it became a whole thing on my channel and uh it's a very sensitive topic to me now. 
I like okay. the game, but um, it has it has nice background music, like chill. I don't know tunes. Unremarkable. I'm gonna say it was it was nice in the background, but then when you zoom in on turtles on the beach, you get reggae music that overlaps the chill background music, and then you have two different types of music that don't fit on top of each other. And it's driving me nuts. It's still driving me nuts now that I don't play the game. But you zoom out, it's fine. Just the OST of the game. You see turtles, you zoom in on the turtles. Because, I don't know, you want to look at them or you want to build something there. And you get the reggae music overlapping the other music. Why? There's some game that did this. I can't think of what it is. It was really annoying. It's horrible. I had the developer in my stream. He didn't yep. quite understand my my issue. Um, <laughs> I, I hope he's going to change it because because then he said you or they said I, I don't know they said um, uh, I can probably turn off the SFX and then that would go away. But like <laughs> that's not the point, right? What what is the point? So it might be a reference to something, but it was absolutely disturbing. My chat hated it and I hated it. But then I figured out you can build a building on top of those turtles and make them go away. Oh no, So the I turtles. became a turtle murderer in my stream. And it's anti-turtle whenever, agenda. Whenever I saw a turtle, I would immediately build something on top of it just to make it go away. There, there are quite a lot of funny clips of me just saying, die turtle, be gone turtle. So Poor turtles. I mean, yeah, but like, what's with the music? <laughs> oh. It's yeah, really I, bugging me that I can't think of the other game that does this. Since, since we're talking about Citizens Farlands, I'll just say that I didn't like that game at all. That's that's okay. a game I didn't like. I, I, I've had key for it forever. Um, I enjoyed the first half of it, and then I got to the missions where there's also combat, and it just kind of became too much, and it wasn't fun, is the way I would say. Like I, I didn't play any of it on stream. I played about two and a half hours of it off stream. Because um, I was going to do a video for YouTube, and I just kind of got to a point where I'm like, man, this is just bumping me out. It's like the the little dude talking, that voice is really annoying, and you can't turn it off. And yeah. the city building didn't quite feel as satisfying as something like Islanders. And it just really made me want to go play Islanders, which is a little bit lighter. And yeah. it was just a little bit too free, flowy, and a little bit too floaty to feel good like Islanders did. But because there's a lot of production chains and a lot of things you need to be working towards and you have to be very precise, it just didn't feel good. Yeah. And a game like that is all about feel, which is kind of a bummer, but I, I mean, it is the dev's first game. So I'd be really curious to see what he does next. Um, yeah. I didn't mind the gameplay so much, but I had a lot of issues with just how it's handled. Like the, the chat chat almost timed me how long i would play before rage quitting because I, <laughs> I had so many complaints about it it's it's one of those games that takes your your os region and then sets a language so my os is in english but my region is austria so i have several indie games that start up in german and then that i had one uh, that was a demo, actually, um, that, where I couldn't change it. It just didn't work. So I had the game in German. Um, here, I could change it, but I had to skip out of the tutorial, 
Go back to the title screen, then go to the settings to be able to change the language. And that is so annoying. Anyway, there were there were lots of things, but like gameplay wise, it was all right. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's a neat little thing. I mean, it's if if you're starving for that type of game, I think it it definitely scratches that itch. But I'm kind of not, <laughs> so like I don't know. It was a, it was a bit of a pass for me. Um, but like Dev sent me key for that because he was in my chat ages ago, and it was just kind of a I didn't ask for it and didn't even know he was a dev. He's like, hey, if you're interested, check my game out and send me feedback. So I did. <laughs> I was like, please let me turn that yeah. voice off. Um, and they never added a setting to turn that voice off. But you know. Is what it is. It's a cool game. Cool game. On my wish list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jess, do you want to pick another one from this ever-growing list of games? I can. I can. Sure. I can talk about one very quickly, and that's Cuphead. I played the DLC yesterday. It's nice and hard. Hard and nice. That sounds lewd, but no, I. <laughs> I <laughs> did not. I got. I beat three bosses and most of like an, another boss challenge thing. I'm not sure they sort of introduced like new battle mechanics, I think. I, I don't think that's the right description, but like one boss is was hidden behind a puzzle, like an environmental puzzle you had to solve. And I started playing it and like, seriously, I, I had to stop because it was breaking my brain. <laughs> it was it was so weird like you had to solve a puzzle and then once you did you like fall asleep and travel to somewhere else where it's just totally creepy the background art was so creepy apparently they did some like 3d recordings of some things in the studio and then made that the background it was like nightmare material interesting it sounds have, cool have you been able to play with miss chalice much uh, I did. She plays very differently. And so I, th I feel like it's situational where like Cuphead or Mugman versus Miss Chalice would be more beneficial to play with. But if you've ever played Cuphead, you know, like you jump and then you jump again. And that's how you parry. She will parry just by dashing. So like in that way, it's easy because you just dash to parry. But it's like my muscle memory is so ingrained that I keep killing myself in one character versus the other. Like, oh, wrong button. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Like, oh, no, I'm, I'm supposed to dash. No, I need to jump. And what else? she also double jumps. Like, she doesn't jump as high as Cuphead does. So you have to, like, double press the jump in order to, like, move up platforms or, like, dodge certain things. And I kept getting hit because I would just hit it once. And she just has... A short little subby jump, but otherwise pretty cool. They introduced new guns and new charms. That's how you play Miss Chalice is the is a charm. So if you're playing as her, she has extra health, but you can't equip anything else. Like the health charms, and there's a new charm where you can recover health. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's really neat uh, hearing people kind of talk about the delicious last course DLC for Cuphead because um, people seem to be kind of in one of two camps where either I'm only going to play Miss Chalice forever now or she's fine. I'll, I'll play her sometimes. It's like, it's kind of one of the two because um, like I, I, I can't play Cuphead. I don't see well enough. But listening to a lot of different podcasts where people talk about Cuphead uh, who played all of the original and then a lot of this or like some of the original and now are playing this, it's like, 
I've heard some people basically say that like this DLC is going to make the rest of the game playable for them because they they their brain understands how the dash parry works, but can could never get um the uh like double jump parry to work properly or in a way that I was completely like, understand that. So like it, it's kind of neat that they've added a new character that while the, isn't necessarily easier, it changes the mechanic enough that maybe if you never quite wrapped your head around the mechanic from the main game, I guess, um, that this will probably fix that or fill in that gap. And that's cool. Also, Canadian game, so thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can get that, like, or I can understand that. Um, I'm still not sure to, like, this day whether or not Cuphead can parry going down because I've tried... Like, if you move him down and then try the jump, like, I, I understand not being able to wrap your brain around it. Yeah. But, but yeah, she's cool. She's got, she's got like, this roll mechanic that I can't figure out. That That's one that I can't wrap my brain around. I'd really love to try Cuphead at some point. Yeah, I but also... I'll, I'll probably rage quit very quickly. I would pay to watch <laughs> you and Mystery play that in co-op. There's co-op. Yeah, there's yeah. there's how split much, screen. How much there's you same screen co-op. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll subscribe. <laughs> this, no, no, I was just kidding. I mean, mystery loves those loves those games. He has never played Cuphead, I think. But like, he's yeah. really good at those platformer games, and he loves Hobble, no, Hollow Knights and Shovel Knight. He's played Celeste. So. There you go. Yeah. Mystery can carry you. You, can, you also get like revives if you're playing co-op, but the bosses take more hits. Like they take. I, don't, I have never tried co-op. But yeah, you can do it. Um, yeah, it's it's cool, and I mean, Cuphead's really not that hard. I mean, it is hard, but it's not that hard. It's more like pattern Spatial recognition awareness. and dexterity. Mm. It's and that's where I struggle with it. Is like I see one thing and like hands do another. But I also realized that, like, I can change the sensitivity on my controller. I, w I was telling chat yesterday, like, I swear I'm going to the right and my controller so sensitive that it's turning me back to, to the left and vice versa. And then I went into big picture and changed the, the dead zone and it suddenly mm. became so much easier to play. I didn't know oh, you could yeah. do this. Are you a joystick or a D-pad player? I was playing with a joystick, but I have... I have this controller that Solentre bought. It's like the Xbox Pro, and the the joysticks are so smooth that I'm I'm used to like just cranking them all the way to one side or the other. But it like causes mm -hmm. it to rebound and like flick the other way. Because <laughs> I you I, can turn I, that down. I just have the normal like Xbox One controller, and whenever I'm playing, I've got the same. Like that it's always always D-pad. But yeah, when I was that playing, confuses me. When I was playing Hollow Knight. Uh, people in chat told me that the, the pros, the speedrunners, always use D-pad because it's more precise. And then I've I've started doing that too, and it actually makes it easier. Yeah, if I'm, I, I really like playing beat em ups sometime, sometimes, and that's part of the reason why I like Game Pass so much is there's a bunch of beat em ups on there, um, and a lot of those games like it's always D-pad for me, it's always D-pad. The only time I'll yeah. use the stick is if I'm if it's more of a fighting game type thing and you have to do stick motions to do certain moves. Like if I have to do like quarter circle right and stuff like that for like on the stick specifically, then I'll use the the stick. But otherwise, it's it's always D pad for games like that. Maybe I should learn.
I don't I know. Try. Just an idea. Maybe it doesn't change anything, but well, I I need to ask you something, Jess. Okay. Have you seen the Cuphead show on Netflix? Yes. What do you think about that? I did not like it. <laughs> okay. I was wondering I about that. I did not like it. It was loud and obnoxious and kind of creepy. <laughs> okay. No, nobody said anything good about it, so I skipped. Yeah, because I I tried it. Mystery and I, we watched like two or three episodes. And the art style, the animations, it's gorgeous and really well made, but it's so boring. It's like not interesting at all. Is oh, it no. like a little kid's show or something? Or I think like... so. Yeah. It, it's like slapstick comedy, but it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's definitely not entertaining. So I was wondering what you think as, as a person who has actually played Cuphead. Well, so uh, it's not even really related to the story of Cuphead. It's like just Cuphead and Mugman in their universe, but under entirely different circumstances, pretty much. Yeah, but I thought maybe maybe you like Cuphead so much that you don't you basically don't care. You just want to get more <laughs> of that, right? Or maybe you're traumatized and you just can't stand it. Who knows? <laughs> Cuphead's alright. <laughs> right. I don't know about the show. I'm not that traumatized by Cuphead. I don't know. It's okay. I'm glad that I like have motivation to play it because now I can be like, hey, I've beat Cuphead before. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. It's like being able it. to say that you beat Dark Souls or something. I died 1,555 times. But I beat all? Cuphead. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. So, is there anything else that we want to talk about before we go to news? No. Let's... I have more games, but I can skip them. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait. I Sorry. I actually see that Jess has ever seen a cat on a list. And we're friends on Steam. And I saw that you got achievements for that. And I that I saw the title of the, uh, the title of the game. I thought, that sounds cute. Do you recommend it or not? You don't have to talk a lot about it, but do you recommend it or not? Because it looks awesome. It kind of depends. Like, do you like Where's Waldo? Yes then I think you might like it. It's a hidden object game where you, you have to find cats and they are hidden within the artwork and you just, you have to, you have to find them. It's... Is it fun? Because I, I like those hidden object games. I, I, I think, I think it was Steam. fun. I just opened up Steam I saw you laughing, yeah. And I, I have them both ignored because there's two of them. <laughs> have you ever seen a cat? Never seen a cat too. I have them both ignored. <laughs> Probably right. kept chucking them at me in the recommended queue. I was like, go away! <laughs> I, so I, I played a building full of cats, which is the same idea. Um, and then I got an email with a key, which was a very sketchy email. I, but it was just like, like a one-liner with a key, and I was just like, okay. And so I tried it, and what was cool about this one, so a building full of cats was six levels, and they were static, and once you finished it, you finished it. This one had different art, but then you had to play through it multiple times, and every time you played through a picture, the position of the cast would change. And so okay. I, I just kept playing it until I got all the achievements. So that part wasn't very fun, but it only took me like an hour to do it. Right. I generally liked the game, but 
then I got into that like, oh my gosh, I got I got an achievement hunt this one. <laughs> and that kind of took the play out of it, but I... It was cute. Did I think it would be play... really good for, like, kids. Did, did either of you play Hidden Folks? No. No. Because Hidden Folks is the Where's Waldo game that I would recommend. Um, it's all, like, drawn, like, hand-drawn, and all of the sound effects are made by the developer's mouth. And everything oh, that you... Oh, this is in my every, library, Blind. Everything in the world makes a, makes a sound when you click it. Hidden <laughs> and Folks. And most things move. It's a little bit more Where expensive. Where did I get it's, this from? It's 15 bucks. I'm just looking it up. <laughs> it's been in a couple Humble Bundles, so maybe you got it from there. But, like... Yeah, no. It's it's overwhelmingly positive. positive. Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything in the entire world you click, it makes a sound, and they're all by the developer's mouth. So if there's like a car door, it'll be like ching conk, ching conk when you click it back and stuff like that. That sounds uh, really cool. cool. I'm gonna those. play this one now. You're welcome. On wish list. But um, I think it's time for Thank us to you. go to news. So yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry we're, to we're, we're, we're... drag this out. That's fine. We're going to go to a real quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some quick news stories. Uh, and uh, then uh, that, that, that'll be it for the podcast. So uh, we'll be right back right after this short break. Hello, everybody. I'm FG, FG Squared over on Twitch.tv. I play a wide variety of games Mondays through Fridays, starting at 9 a.m. BSD, which is 4 a.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Central European time. So come on over and check me out. See you soon. And we're back. This is the news section of the Halcyon Frequency podcast. I'm still blind. I'm still hosting. And I'm with Jess and Kiri. And uh, Jess, do you want to take this first one about Steam and uh, graphical asset guidelines? Yes. Yeah, so yesterday, Steam posted a, new, a, a news article with new rules for graphical asset capsules. So they have now made guidelines where before it was sorta in the air with what developers can and cannot include on their little images, the capsule that you see when you click on a game. And so you can no longer include the any uh, miscellaneous text like review scores or awards or advertise other games in a series or related content. You can't say if the game has been featured somewhere. It has to basically stick to game art and very clearly indicate the name of the game. Uh, the only thing they say that you can do now is advertise a major update to game content, a new seasonal event, Battle Pass DLC, or similar content for for the game. And I actually really like this. The reason why they implemented it was because they said the images were becoming too cluttered, ratings became distracting, and these were getting hard to read. Some things were misadvertised, no longer accurate, and things were also only presented in English, which isolated a lot of the Steam audience. And so I, I like this change because I have noticed this too. Like. What am I looking at? <laughs> it's just a bunch of yeah, bunch of stuff, and I, I'm glad that this is becoming a bit more regulated. Yeah, I think that the, there's there's kind of an interesting discussion to be had here because on one hand, it is really, really, really difficult to stand out on Steam, you know, and like a, yeah, a game right. that 
that a game that's doing this that uh, pops up real quick in my head is Jupiter Hell, which has a little uh, a reviews thing on there that says 92% positive. Uh, which is accurate. It was 94% positive a couple weeks ago, and it moved down to 92 um, because their, their ratings go down a little bit every Steam sale because that's how things work in, in this industry generally. Um, and it's it's really hard to get noticed, and it's really hard to convince people to click a thumbnail. And I, I think, like, I, I do agree that some of them have gotten a little bit ridiculous, and they have, like, a bunch of example images of fake games that they made. Um, Which for, are kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, like they, they've, they've been doing this a little bit. Like, um, I want to know what guitar billionaire is, but you know, uh, <laughs> they 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 they've got these fake games. And they've got these examples of like, you know, Steam Next Fest being at the bottom of a, an icon and up to ninety percent off uh, for whole franchise sales and stuff like that. And it's it is very cluttered, but how? Hmm. I feel like Steam needs to work on their discoverability. And I feel like this is just going to be an ongoing problem. Steam's become like YouTube, right? You're trying to get into the Steam algorithm and get a bunch of promotion so that your game sells. And that sucks. And as somebody who tries to compete with the YouTube algorithm all the time, like that, that kind of, that loop is not fun. <laughs> and when it's your livelihood on at stake, you know, with YouTube and even to some degrees, Twitch, and the, in this case, the sales of your video game, if that's your livelihood, then you want to do everything possible to make your game sell. Um, I, I feel like Steam needs some sort of better sorting. Steam needs, Steam needs work right now. And it's nice that they're cracking down on this because some of these like poster images were getting a little bit obnoxious. But on the flip side... Yeah, it's like it's they one of those things where like one one person ruins it for everyone, <laughs> right? Yeah, but... like I I think it's totally fun. Like you know, as an example, like um, Into the Breach just came out, right? And they've got that that big advanced edition banner underneath it, right? I think that's, that's allowed weird. though. Yeah, but it's also only in English, right? <laughs> um, oh, yep. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that's probably fine and allowed, but like okay, what about a game that is just going to put out a patch every three weeks and um, none of them have big fancy names and there's not a lot of marketing behind them, but they want to show it off. And if they're supposed to all be in English, then how how are you going to sort that? I don't know. It feels like there's some improvements that could be made on Steam's end that could improve this. And I just, I, I hope to see that. I think it's I, definitely I going in the right direction though. Yeah. I don't think this is a bad change. I just I think that there's like it, it it parses it 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 poses a discussion that I think should be had. Yeah, yeah, definitely highlights underlying issues. I mean, if you actually try to go to the store and find niche things, it is really hard. It is really really hard to get out of your like main discoverability store i don't know what i'm trying to say but like i have recently gone and tried to find like completely uh i don't know what i'm trying to say <laughs> just things that don't have a lot of hype maybe and things that don't have any reviews and i just can't find them just things that yeah. are under the radar there we go yeah and i just so i, I get why people do this but that's me in the entirety of the roguelike category with the exception <laughs> of like three games. 
I haven't actually looked for a game on Steam in ages. As in just browsing the store. If you like can't remember the name of a game, it's almost impossible to find it. Yeah. Because you mm -hmm. practically need to type in just specifically the title into the search bar and click it. I don't know. Yeah, that I, makes sense though with how many games there are. Yeah, it's I, I mean, I remember when Steam hit three hundred games. That was a big deal. <laughs> how many's on there now? Millions? Uh, 50,000, 500,000? I don't know. I mean, itch.io has like 1.1 million games or something. Um, I feel like itch also has a similar issue with finding things, though. But maybe I just don't know their their platform well enough. Itch is pretty good because their tagging system is quite effective and their searches are quite effective. And also, it's pretty easy to find games on itch through Google because it is a website space store so if i want to find yeah. something on itch i'll actually just go to google type in itch and then approximately what the game is into google and google finds it for me but you can't oh, really do that good. very easily with steam because their web client sucks so it does that, that you can't even really use that <laughs> as a workaround and then usually what i do is i copy the url into the itch app which is the client that you download and then i download it but i do find it way easier to find stuff on itch than i do on steam but the next one is um, kind of a kind of a sad story. Um, anybody who was in old school Twitch might remember this name, who I think it's just me. Uh, but Kevin Lawler, um, of uh, ex formerly of Twitch, um, I knew him through community uh, and partnerships and creator relations. Creator relations. I had the opportunity to speak with him at several Twitch cons, um, and then of Riot Games. Uh, passed away so um rest in peace holy man kevin lawler um i will attach a uh, a lovely write-up about it uh, uh, alongside of this podcast so if you want to go read up more um and send your condolences or just you know read the post or share it around to someone who maybe knew him um he hasn't been at twitch for a while uh, i mean he, he moved to riot games uh, it was like 2021 i think um but uh yeah, Kevin was somebody that I, I spoke with twice. Doughty remembered me as <laughs> some random Twitch streamer, but um, he was a very gracious and nice member of the community and one was one of the original like people at Twitch. Like when, when, Back in the day, like when I would think about Twitch, it was always like, ah, yes, Holy Man, Pluto, all those guys, uh, Fish Sticks, <laughs> like the, the old school people that like founded Twitch pretty much, in, at least in my mind. Um, even if they weren't there day one necessarily, they were, um, they they were kind of part of the explosion. The, the that portion <laughs> that time generation. where Twitch grew heavily, yeah. Um, and it's it's sad to lose people. So and he was very yeah. Young. So rest in peace, Kevin. Holy man, we will remember you. Um, now it's some time for some uh, topic whip whiplash here. Um, VR chat bans all mods. And adds anti-cheat. Uh, so. Do we know why they banned the mods? Well, there's a couple. crazy? There's a couple of reasons. <laughs> um, so there's some um, major. Okay. So a lot of children use VR chat, right? And let's just say that I spend ah, a couple of days downloading a bunch of mods and making a very, very graphically accurate sex dungeon for my room in VR chat. 
Right. Um, and you know, maybe there's a password on it, right? And to get that password, you have to join a Discord. And to to get the password from that Discord, you have to do some age verification. But maybe we're lazy one day and we don't do the age verification, and a bunch of children get let in. This has been a problem on VR chat for a while, a very long while. Um, and it's a problem that's had a lot of spotlights shined on it. Granted, on the flip side, there's a lot of really cool stuff in VR chat, especially through the mods. You know, like there's some really, really, really cool custom content in VR chat. This is a blanket solution for a major problem that needs a solution, but I don't think this is the solution. And it's very clear when you go to the VR chat uh-huh. page on Steam because they've gone from overwhelmingly positive to overwhelmingly negative. Their overall Ooh. reviews are mostly positive, and this doesn't count as a review bomb because a review bomb is when uh, a community outside of a game goes, I'm going to downvote your game because you have day damn pronouns. That's a that's a review bomb, right? Um, whereas just a community saying, we don't want to play your game anymore and changing the review to negative kind of independently of one another, which is what's happening here, isn't a mm-hmm. review bomb. So it's going to yeah, be... I was, I was reading through these, um, these reviews and it seems like a lot of complaints are the removal of accessibility mods. Like oh, that's like an sign issue. language stuff, and yeah, they just have stripped it all. It's I interrupted it, you. Sorry. Yeah, it, it, that's that's fine. Um, it, it's really neat because like, or not neat, but like VR chat was neat because it became an outlet for a lot of people. Right, it's a social outlet. Um, and VR chat scares the ever living hell out of me, and I will never go into it. Um, I've played it on desktop mode a couple of times, but I, I will never get into VR chat because there is so many things about it that I find personally very uncanny valley and frankly creepy. But for people that it works for, it is a social outlet. It is, it is a place of acceptance. It is a place where you can go hang out with friends and party and do things that a lot of people maybe didn't get to do or didn't have the social confidence to do. Um, And I think that it's a huge shame that this is happening, quite frankly. But we'll, we'll see if maybe somebody launches a competitor or if they roll it back. But currently it's looking like they're not going to roll it back. So Yeah, that's rough. They should somehow like tie it to the like... When you make a Steam account, actually, it's been so long, I don't know, but I would assume you need to tell Steam your age. And if they could do that with some kind of verification. Oh, it's 14. Okay. Hmm. What I, I mean, what I think they should do, but this is coming from somebody who doesn't play VR chat, is they should have two clients. R18 client for adults where all the drinking and the partying happen and then the normal client which is a lot more locked down. Yeah, I don't know. That that must be a better solution than just banning all mods because if there are accessibility mods and other useful, helpful things, then people need those. Yeah, I mean, it's everything. Like performance mods, accessibility mods. 
Apparently there's chill out VR that people are being directed to instead. I haven't, yeah, I've never done anything with VR chat or anything. So I just reading through some of the negative reviews, they, some of them point to this as a replacement. Well, I mean, it's got 500 people playing it right now for Chill Out VR, whereas uh, VR Chat has uh, significantly more than that still, 20,000. <laughs> um, so, interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of Chill Out VR, but I, I'd be curious to see if like a, a competitor takes over. You know, if someone's just like, hey, we, we've changed our API, so all of your VR Chat mods work over here. <laughs> you know, maybe people will just move, but... On a uh, sillier note, uh, Roblox put out a string of tweets recently, um, which I'm going to read. So this was on July 26th, uh, tweeted by the official Roblox account. We are building towards a future where all creators can thrive. Any asset, including sounds, will have a presence in our avatar shop. Our roadmap includes the ability to add sounds by getting them directly from the creators and licensors. Users will be able to customize sounds for their avatars in the same way they customize clothing. Means they're going to sell it to you, right? <laughs> Related to sounds, due to a licensing issue, we've removed the oof sound from Roblox and have created a replacement default sound which launches today. We plan to expand our avatar shop with a whole range of both old and new sounds in the future. More to come. So I am somebody who has like never seen Roblox played, never played Roblox myself. Um, I don't know anybody I've ever talked to who's played Roblox, but the one thing I know about Roblox is oof. <laughs> I actually had to Google it earlier. So I knew what was what people were talking about. So I, this is speculation, and I'm really sad that FG isn't here because she'd know exactly what I'm talking about. This is speculation here. But the person who made that sound, the oof sound for Roblox, is Tommy Tallarico, who wrote a bunch of video game soundtracks in the 90s, did some stuff in the early 2000s, including some early work at the Roblox Corporation and designing that sound, the oof sound, um, and then went on to do um, uh, video game orchestra stuff with like he, he he runs a video game orchestra that does tours playing video game music um and he recently in the last couple of years became the ceo of intellivision um and launched an attempted console which is now officially a scam if you pre-ordered one the intellivision amico um he was the ceo of intelligent Intel, intelligent what intellivision up until about eight months ago, where he quietly was removed. Maybe it was nine. Actually, it was November last year, so a little bit a little bit longer ago. But he was quietly removed, never really officially announced. Then after a couple of months, they were like, actually, he's no longer CEO. Um, and now there's a licensing issue with Oof. And I'm really wondering, is he trying to get more money out of Roblox? I mean, it I, sounds like it. I really wonder. <laughs> anyway, I just I think that that's really funny. Um, it is funny. Anyway, that so. actually gives some context to some of the tweet replies I saw. I saw something I about dug uh, too like deep into them, but what was that? I haven't dug too deep into the replies, but so 
this is this is me knowing nothing about Roblox, trying to get some context, <laughs> just looking at replies and stuff. And I saw some complaints about someone named Tommy. And I was just... <laughs> Tom, Tommy Tallarico is a industry <laughs> legend. Right. Okay. Self-described. Yeah. Okay. Um, he also said that people who didn't want to buy his consoles are his console. Uh, which obviously failed, are gaming racists because they're racist against his console. So, you know, he's <laughs> an interesting fellow, shall we say. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Char charging like $450 for an Android box with crappy controllers. Um, Talking about consoles, do you get your play date yet? Uh, I It might be at the post office. I have a package to go pick up. <gasps> How exciting. Other otherwise, it'll be arriving some point of time between yesterday and the 4th. <laughs> okay so, okay very good yeah i'm excited i i'll i should hopefully have it by next podcast this has been a very long journey getting this thing delivered let me tell you um so this next one is the the story that i have the least uh experience with because i was unaware that this thing existed in the first place but uh darkest dungeon board game backers upset as mythic withholds copies for more money yeah um, i so i never Never supported the Kickstarter or anything, but I've, I've read the article and it's really interesting because lots of people backed it. It's super successful. Like in the first day, they had like a million or so dollars, by the way. Um, so they're making a board game for Darkest Dungeon. And the problem is that now that they're basically done and could ship stuff, uh, shipping costs have increased, like production costs have increased over the years, shipping costs as well. And now they're saying that they, they're basically going to cover half of the costs, but the other half, the, the backers have to pay now. So they are requesting more money from the backers to ship the product. And people are upset about that. And it's, it's difficult because like, I understand it's now more expensive, right? So like somebody has to pay for it, but also if it's any other company, you buy something on the internet, you just wait for it to appear. Like, you, they already paid for their shipping. Oh, uh, I don't know. So, I, I thought about this. Um, like, yes, you would think, oh, they raised $5.6 million. But that very likely started moving into stretch goals, right? Like, the zone of stretch goals. In order to see those through, that probably incurred a lot of costs and... And on top of that, like Kickstarter's thing, their policy is, well, basically when, yeah, when you, when you back something on Kickstarter, you do so knowing that it, it might never be yeah. seen through to the end. Like you have to assume as the consumer, the responsibility, they're not a storefront. Yeah. So I kind of feel like Mythic is... In the right? I'm, I mean, that's not... I don't think the request is absurd. That's what I mean to say. It's definitely not absurd, no. Video games are something that are a very scary thing to back. Board games, on the other hand, are a very consistent thing because when you make a board game, you make a prototype, and then you know how much the production cost is going to be for that prototype. And then it's just you, you ask for the production cost. Or in some case, they do the production run do the Kickstarter, and if they do better than they expect, then they'll do more production run, right? So 
board games are a very known quantity and aren't really something that the prices generally go up on. I'm trying to think of like similar things that have pissed people off in the past. And then all I can really think of is like games that promised a Wii U port that didn't get them. Games that promised a PSP port or a PS Vita port that didn't get them because the console ceased to exist in the two years that it took to develop the game. <laughs> uh, but like outside of that, I can't really think of like a Kickstarter that's like, we're going to charge more for shipping. Yeah. That's weird. Like it's 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 an odd ask. And also like I'm looking at the amount that they're requiring and they don't seem that like it doesn't seem like that much, but it's also not nothing. So Well yeah. the, in the article they're saying that they're actually covering half of the costs already. So yeah, it's not yeah, that red, much. Red right now. is helping them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know it could yeah, be I worse. Know. I think if, if I backed this, I would probably just pay it and not think about it. <laughs> but Yeah, um, I mean, they, they do say the shipping costs increased by 600% between yeah. COVID and inflation and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I mean, I, yeah. I get I mean, it. Con I get considering it. This, exactly. Considering the circumstances, I, I understand. I, I would just pay it. I mean, pre-pandemic cost me $8 to ship a record from Germany, or 8 euros, rather. It now costs 26 It's still cheaper than shipping from the States, though. <laughs> this, is, this is absurd. Yeah, I mean, I, record label <laughs> oh. in Seattle. It's cheaper for me to buy their records from a redistribution label in Germany than it is to order them from Seattle. And that's like a four-hour drive. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> it is. It's very strange. Oh, um, it's like they right. just put it on like a a public transit bus and ship it across the border. It's like, why is it forty five dollars anyway? I will complain about that elsewhere. But um, yeah, I don't know. This is this is unfortunate, but hopefully it, it doesn't damage Mythic games. I think that's that's all I'll say because like they do good work. Their minis are cool. They make cool games. I didn't know that this was kickstarted. Honestly, this would have been really cool to back and now pay extra. <laughs> I mean, it'll it'll probably be just up for sale, I would assume, or they'll probably do other runs of it if it if it's successful. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, kind of reminds me of the the um, Dark Souls board game that they made. But maybe they'll do Darkest Dungeon Two, the board game. You have the Dark Souls board game? I do. That's a big box. Mm hmm. I have a lot of board games. Actually, Solentre has them, but by extension, I have them. Ah, makes sense. It's a it's a very big box. It's quite heavy. But um, yeah, I think that kind of brings us to the end of what we have here for news. Uh, so what I will say is, um, if you aren't already, uh, please follow the Game Jam Room on the on the Discord because there's some cool conversations happening in there in the Halcyon Frequency Discord. And uh, if you are taking part in the Game Jam and you happen to have Twitter, and you tweet about your game, please either at the Halcyon Frequency account, at Halcyon Megahertz, or um, um, use the, the hashtag Halcyon Jam, and post your tweets. Let, let, us, let us find them so that we can retweet and quote tweet and all that good stuff. Um, but uh, Jess, do you want to tell us who you are and where people can find you? You can find me on Twitter at W-O-H-H underscore Jess. And Kiri. I'm... I'm Kiri. Yes, you can find me on on Twitter as Tuni Kiri. 
And uh, I, I'm Blind. You can find me at B-L-I-N-D-I-R-L on Twitter, and you can find all of us in the description of this podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. We'll be back next Sunday with another episode of the Halcyon Frequency Podcast. If it's not on a podcast platform that you like to listen to, please send me a DM and I will make it appear there. Although I'm pretty sure at this point we're everywhere. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can do that by uh, sharing it on social media and leaving us an iTunes review uh, or a podcast addict review or an overcast review or wherever else you can review a podcast or like like the episode on Spotify because I think you can do that. Anyway. Thank you very much. Or climb for to the top of your highest mountain and yell it. Yeah, the Halcyon podcast. I that it wasn't the tallest. Just mountain. as effective. Yeah, <laughs> could take a megaphone and make a video of it one. and send it to us, please. That would be effective. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's sad because I could actually do that because I hike up a mountain on like a biweekly basis now. No, um, that's not sad. You you do it first, and then other people will do it too. We'll start a trend. Like a traffic cone. Yes. Like, anyway. Exactly. It's going to be great. We're going to do that. You'll hear my friend Kevin mm-hmm. in the background going, shut up, Greg. <laughs> Try to sleep. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast, and we'll be back in a week. Cheers. We can all say goodbye now. Bye. 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 <laughs>